Hello and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you. All the time. Oh, I was going to do with you year-round. <laughs> with you year-round. And today we're going to talk about graduation. And I'm Randy Moon, and I will be talking about graduation memories. I'm Cole, and I'm going to be talking about the history of some of the biggest graduation traditions. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about tips for graduates. And this is Beth, and I will be talking about the awesome Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again graduation scene. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, one scene from one movie. Yeah. Yay! The short title. So as always, we begin with holiday happenings. So what holiday happenings do we have going on this week? Well, for me, my mom's visiting. That's, That's fun. A holiday fun happening. <laughs> That's right. And we're taking some time off to be with her and yeah. and do some things with her. So that's been fun. Yesterday was a pretty day. In fact, that leads to one of the other holiday happenings, which is that there are so many things in bloom right now. Yep. So awesome if you like pretty things. Not so good, I guess, if you have allergies to all of them. But um, <laughs> breath repairs, redbud trees, the forsythias, tulips, daffodils, all in bloom. Some of the Japanese cherry trees are still in bloom downtown. So lots of pretty things. It's also Palm Sunday. So happy Palm Sunday to everybody. Which is a big, for Christians, religious holiday. It celebrates the triumphant entry of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem, leading up to the week before his death. But that day, the city was super happy to see him. They felt he was going to save them immediately. They put palm branches down in front of him. And this day commemorates that triumphant entry into the city. So, if there's no other holiday happenings, we will get into our topic of graduation. So, I wanted to start first with just talking about a typical graduation ceremony here in the United States. Usually, the big ceremonies are for high school and college. There are graduation ceremonies from preschool, from elementary school, from from middle school, Mm -hmm. uh, all those things. Uh, They tend to be smaller and more ad hoc. Not every place place does that. In fact, there's a lot of controversy as to whether or not they're even needed, which of course they're not needed, but. So typically graduation ceremonies for high school and for college include caps, a a flat-topped hat that you wear. The motorboard. The motorboard and the black gowns or color, dark colored gowns to go with that. Whatever the school colors are usually. Right. And Cole will talk about some of the history of these Mm -hmm. things later. But just to talk about what's in the ceremony, the people that are graduating typically have a tassel that goes on the motorboard hat that you will move from one side to the other when the ceremony is done. Um, It's usually done all together in a large group. Parents usually enter first into, you know, they come and sit down kind of waiting for the ceremony to happen. Once the ceremony starts, the faculty and any special guests come to the stage then the students file into a song. Typically, it's the song Pomp and Circumstance music. And again, Cole will talk a little bit about that. During the ceremony itself, there's probably some special music. The valedictorian or class president will speak during the ceremony itself. There are probably one or two guest speakers. And then the main part of the ceremony, the lengthy part of the ceremony, is the receiving line where the students go up onto the stage, shake hands, receive a fake diploma, Take a picture and return to their seat. I didn't realize when I was in college that I was going to get a fake diploma that told me, basically it was a piece of paper that told me how do I get my real diploma. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. It's a symbolic diploma. Yes, right. One so that everybody can just see you take it. 
Once everyone is done and back in their seats, the graduates are told to switch their tassels from one side of their hats to the other side, and they're official graduates. They're congratulated, and then a lot of times, lots of people will throw their hats up in the air, and apparently there's injuries that happen as a result because of the hats really? that have... Yeah, <laughs> there's often... People have to be hospitalized. I'm like, how are oh they? Oh my goodness! Are they, so are they looking up and like a point gets into their? Yeah, eye? exactly. Yeah, well, that is what happens because everybody's in. looking up at their hats. Oh so. my goodness! If you think about how they're made and they're, you know, they are square. Yeah, they're square and very solid, pointy. So the typical order of a ceremony is as follows: There's the processional, there's the national anthem, and the alma mater. There's greetings from the board of trustees, so dignitaries. There's the introduction of the graduating class representative, so that might be the valedictorian or the president, student speaker, the commencement address. There's a presentation of candidates for the honorary degrees and conferring of honorary degrees. Presentation of candidates for the graduate degrees and then the undergraduate degrees. Conferring of the degrees. Welcome to the alumni and recessional. And then they're done. So a little bit of memories from the four of us. So I had a high school graduation back in the 80s, and that was attended by my parents, but not my siblings, because my siblings were older and actually out in school themselves in college. I was the number three person in my class, so I actually participated in the graduation ceremony. I did the convocation, which was the opening prayer. And I had to submit the prayer ahead of time to make sure it wasn't too controversial. Because even back in the 80s, you had to be careful about your prayer. They wanted it to be a general prayer, not a super Jesus-specific kind of prayer. And yeah, so I thought it was silly. But <laughs> but if you wanted to condemn communism, that was, <laughs> right, that was perfect. back in the 80s, yeah. Right. That's, that was pretty good, though. Congratulations. Good. Oh, thank you. And that So I didn't have a party or anything like specific for my high school graduation. I think probably... I just hung out with friends is what I'm guessing. For my college graduation, though, that was attended by Beth. My dad attended. Beth's parents attended. My um, brother and his wife, Bruce and Karen, attended. My other brother, Brian and Sue, attended. And then my Uncle Ross and Aunt Patty attended, as well as my Uncle Ray and Aunt Vivian. And they held the party at their house because Uncle Ray at the time worked on campus at Penn State. They were nice enough to actually host everybody at their house. So I was looking back at pictures of that. I actually don't have any pictures I could find of my high school graduation, but I did find several of the college graduation. Beth and I were very familiar with Uncle Ray and Aunt Vivian. We'd actually studied at their house and gone over for dinner. We were not that far away. So that was awesome that everybody took time out to attend the post-graduation activities as well. Now, do you guys remember anything from your college graduations or high school graduation? Well, I remember I actually went to your graduation. And I do remember going and taking pictures with mom and dad at the Nittany Lion statue. Mm-hmm. I still have those pictures. My hair was 1980s style, very perm. <laughs> think um, Sandy in Greece after she gets her hair all curled up. Yeah, that's It's a, like that kind of look. Yeah. yeah that's and you right. have blonde hair. so And yeah. I have blonde hair. So. I still do. And we took a picture together at the line. Right? It's right. one of our early earlier pictures together. And we also then had a party at your house. That was a graduation party afterwards where a lot of your relatives came and hung out and had cake and things like that. Yeah. How about you guys? What do you remember from graduations? 
I remember going to your graduation from Lord Fairfax Community College at a high school nearby. Yes, that's right. That? That's yeah. right. We did it at the Sydney local. Had, Sydney had two graduations because both Sydney and I went to community college for two years to get our prerequisite classes out of the way. Then we went to the university. Um, but to, to finish yeah, up to finish up. Our, so yeah. so we went to community college for two years to get our associates, and then we went to a four year college to get our bachelor's, bachelor's degree. Yep. So, so Sydney I had a graduation had two from both college graduations. The first one was. Small, sure, but I don't think we really did anything because it was just kind of a, a milestone, a stepping stone. Then I graduated from James Madison University with my bachelor's degree. It was raining all two days. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so Yeah, so um, that's the difference yeah. too is for college, because the classes, you know, you guys went to a big university, Beth and I went to a big university, they actually spread graduation across multiple days. That's so right. you have the big everybody graduation, but mm-hmm. then you also have your college of graduation so yeah. right. college of engineering college of psychology whatever it may be mm-hmm. so it's covered two days in your case both days were rainy right both days were rainy although i think the second day it actually let up a little mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of sun, which was nice and my college was like health and science health or, and human services health, yeah, yeah something, something like, like that. that so it had like all the nurses in it right so both days we were actually at the football stadium just because of how many students we're in that, uh, we're in that. Yeah. yeah. So I remember bringing an umbrella. and See, yeah. I remember pictures of Mom and I under umbrellas. And I think mm. we might have had... Ponchos. Ponchos, rain ponchos. So yeah, Yeah, because it was raining pretty hard. At uh-huh. least <laughs> it some, sure was. The first day, it was definitely raining hard. The second one, some of the time it was. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually remember my high school graduation. We actually had a party for my high school graduation. Mm-hmm. The Kincaids. Mm-hmm. They came and visited from Texas, Texas and um, yeah, we had a party, and it was a lot of fun. Is that when you had done your video of growing up? Yeah, so we had a lot of home videos, and I kind of compiled various A compilation of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I made like a home movie. And we looped it on the TV, Mm -hmm. and people would just come in at different times and sit down and watch it. Yeah. We did a cookout or something. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the Kincaids, it was us, and then those friends locally as well. They'd come in and out. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember making a scavenger hunt yeah. for um, for people. Yeah, scavenger and... hunts are fun. <laughs> Good job, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Other did, people. I did it. not make a scavenger hunt for my. I'm not sure I had a. You did not for high school. For high school, yeah, I had strong feelings about what did and did not merit a ceremony. Yes, I, you did. I often have strong feelings, Cole. <laughs> I, I do, <laughs> but I remember I did not want to go to the ceremony for the community college that we went to. So you didn't go? So I didn't go. I didn't go to that. But I did go to get my bachelor's degree from the university. Yes, you did. Right. right. Your ceremonies were both at the stadium as well. No. No, No, that's right. One. No, my... The the first ceremony. The first ceremony. The main ceremony with all those. With everybody. Yeah, with everybody. And that was burning hot. That was so hot. So there was no rain or cloud in sight. It was was blistering hot. It was blistering hot. I had to go buy hats, caps, JMU caps, Mm -hmm. for me and Sydney and Mom so that our eyes would be shaded because it was so bright. It was so bright. And there was absolutely no shade. I actually brought my umbrella and that... I had remember holding that up for me and my grandmother, and that provided some shade. But right. I still remember a nice big burn. Some on the side yeah. down. 
Yeah, yeah. Probably Side. the yeah. back of um, your grandfather's head was burnt too because his back was to the sun. So, yeah. Oh. So he and Grandma Penny and so, I sat together. So that was the one good thing about wearing those uh, hot, heavy robes is that it covered everything. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and the uh, the motorboard hats too. They're so wide. Yes. That they gave you a gave little some bit shade. of shade. Not your eyes though. My eyes were hurting like crazy after that. Second day was better. Yeah. Second day, you're right. Was in the uh, what did you? It was quad. on. The, it was on the quad. Just outside. And it was sprinkling a little bit, but it was mainly just overcast, right. which was perfect. It was. And that was kind better. of a weird setup because the quad is kind of a long, grassy area with walkways through it. So they had the stage up front and the, the graduates like right before the stage, but everybody else was like layered way back. So they actually had screens for the people on the way back because they were so far away from the stage. And the quad at JMU has an interesting setup because, like you said, it is long. And they don't have, like, symmetrical walkways. Right. They actually built the walkways on the quad based on how people walked across it. Right. So, so yeah, they, the just, built, are, they right. just built them, you know, wherever people would walk across. Yeah, so whatever shortcuts were common, that's where they built mm-hmm. the sidewalks across. Did you have a party after your bachelor's ceremony? No. So, um... So that was when you're back. You were about to have surgery a week later. Oh, is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I remember instead of um, we didn't go out to eat, we didn't have a party, um, your mom came down to see my ceremony, but we basically went home after that and just stayed home. I think we ordered out, but that was it. Oh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You just ruined your daughter's graduation well, there, didn't you? Yeah. With my back surgery? With your back surgery. You had a big high school party, so that counts. Because I didn't have one of those. So, you know, you have one party. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't realize I, that. I just, <laughs> saved, I just saved mine for... That's right, because you did a party afterwards. Uh, yep, yeah, we went to my cousin's bar. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. pub. It's called... Yep. Restless Moons. Restless Moons. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, is awesome. Moons. If you're ever in the Harrisonburg area, make sure that you go and check that out. Yep. That's yeah, right. definitely. And we had cake there and different you tables. cake there and... Grandparents came. Several of your aunts uh, and uncles came. Yeah. Of course, had cousins. Jeffrey and Brittany had come. Came. So, uh, all the people coming in and out... Um, a lot of relatives and friends coming in and out. Definitely a shout out to Jeff and Brittany Moon, who own that bar, let us have that party there, which was awesome. It has two floors to it, so they had us set up on the second right. floor. Right, it's more like two tiers. Yeah, like, than, yeah, yeah because yeah, it's not right. like a separate floor, but right. there's a stairway that's a little elevated over the. Right, and then the some big tables up yeah. top there, so that was, that was really nice. They make craft beers. It's a brew pub, right? Yeah, he often creates his own unique craft beer for the season. As right. well. And he said a lot of times he names them based upon family jokes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You remember him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And Greg had come down and... Um, yes, his brother. And Katie was there. And Katie. And his sister and mom and dad. Yeah. And then didn't we go somewhere afterwards? After the brewery? We went to... Yeah, because yeah. they don't serve food there. Right. So we went to Cracker Barrel. Oh, that's right. For and everybody who wanted to go went to Cracker Barrel right. together. Because my mom was there too. So mm-hmm. Emma was there and Puppy and Grandma were there. Right. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Sydney mentioned what uh, what college were you in? You said health. Health, health and, and human services. Health and human services. Yeah. Do you remember what mine was? It was like arts and humanities? Arts and humanities. Something like that. But I got a degree. Oh wait. Arts and crafts. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> The College of Arts and Crafts. Oh, dang. I should have been there. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, so I think mine was like the arts and humanities. Because I got a degree in history, which is why it's always suggested to me when a new topic comes up, why don't you do the history of this, even though it's not the history you (laughs) studied or are interested in. But you do like history. I do like history. I got a degree in it, so you'd imagine I would like it, right? Right. History's fun. You'd think so. You love history, Cole. To a certain degree. (laughs) At least to a certain degree. And there's some interesting history to the way that we do graduations, too. And that actually, a lot of that tradition does date back to what you think of as Middle Ages Europe. Really? Yeah, about 12th century. There are some traditions that come from later periods, well, a lot of traditions that come from later periods. Some actually do come from the United States rather than Europe. One of the big ones there is that giving out the fake diplomas. Yeah. It's an American thing, yeah. That sounds like an American thing. It does an American thing, doesn't it? And it's interesting because some of the diplomas are how you get your diplomas, Right. And some of them are like a alumni ad. <laughs> That's like, so funny. To give the university money. Like this is yeah. how you can give back to your university. That's As hilarious. well as all that money that you already gave them. <laughs> right. For tuition and all of that. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I was surprised that we got fake diplomas. But then uh, what I learned later was that they don't like to give you the official diploma until they've checked that all the graduates have completely completed all the degree requirements. I actually had one of my roommates that I didn't know that well in my college apartment who his whole family was coming in. He thought he graduated only to find out that he didn't complete all of his requirements. So Isn't he like a credit short? He was like a credit short. So he <laughs> couldn't graduate but, mm-hmm. and his, couldn't go to the ceremony, any of those things because they didn't check ahead of time, meaning the university, nor did he. And he didn't find out till. That, that, like day, that day that he wasn't going to be able to. And finally, they, after going back and forth, they agreed to let his, him go through the ceremony as well. But I thought that was horrible. But that's one of the reasons why they wait is that, you know, it takes a while to check through all those requirements. Yeah. And if it's a big university, it makes a difference. Right. If it's something very small, if it's a very small class, that would be different than the huge universities that we went to. Well, and that's something that I've heard is an issue for a lot of people being like one credit short yes. or something like that. Yep. Something like that coming up at the last right. minute. Yeah, when we, when we were graduating, it wasn't called super senior if you had a fifth semester. Right. It was called, oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was called, you didn't do that, right? Being a bad planner. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I think one of the most iconic pieces of imagery when you think about graduation is the cap and gown. And that also started in sort of between 12th and 13th centuries. So the the robes come from a form of clerical clothing. Students and teachers would wear them because of the influence of the church during that period. Many of the professors were also clerical staff. They were monks or, I don't know if you would say employed by the church, but a part of the church in one way or another. They held positions in the church of some sort. And part of the reason for the long robes was to keep yourself warm, because if you think about it, a lot of these buildings were not insulated very well, you know, just cold stone, uh, as well as the clerical tradition. So the hoods that are part of the academic regalia are also come from that clerical tradition. A lot of monks and priests would wear them, and it sort of symbolized higher intelligence. That's really interesting because I remember, you know, wearing the cap, wearing the gown, and in 
and then all of a sudden realizing that this hood thing came with it. Yeah. yeah. And it was so, like, you kind of had to figure out what, if it was, like, inside out or right side out. Yep. yep. And then you had to figure out how to put it on. Yeah, it's not meant to be worn flat on your body. It has, like, a little uh, yeah. top of the it's a, there's hood. A fold. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it lay a little funny. Yeah, yeah. and it does. And there's, it looks just, I don't know. There's a lot of bizarre, symbolic, like, imagery in graduation ceremonies they are kind of a weird thing like if you think about it a lot of times someone will come down and they're beginning with a mace which symbolizes the the university and goes back to the clerical tradition in the church and right. subservience to god and the king yeah they don't really do anything with the mace other than carry it there's no, no like violence at all all right yeah i saw you <laughs> well, that's good. That. but the, right. the other thing that there was, was no battle or anything the other thing that's part of it is wearing of the graduation cords and they were different colors uh, meaning different levels of honors and for different school and i like the cords because you can see them from a distance you could and people get multiple cords right uh, for different things so you can and see stoles. who, who and did a good job and who didn't that's right the stoles that go over the ropes also indicate right. some level of honors right so you guys had stoles and cords, cords right because you both graduated with honors mm-hmm. yeah and figuring out which ones you're allowed to wear at the ceremony based on your colleges and your mm-hmm. grades and things like that was much easier in your generation than it was when Beth and I were doing it. Right. Yeah, in our generation, a lot of times there's just like a website or something. Yes, exactly. Go on right. and they can say this right. website. I mean, honestly, so I worked at my university's bookstore. You could really just go up to your bookstore and ask, and they they have everything organized. For yeah, as you. long as you knew this is my college, right? My college mm-hmm. area. This is my and they have a whole grades. list of. The college, and like Cole said, it's online. Yeah. And as you go and get your stuff, they have lists of all the degrees that fit within each college yeah. right there. Yeah. So you can just look down your list see, okay, history, that's arts and humanities. That's so I yeah. like all that, you know, conferring of honors and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. That's nice. I just think it sometimes they could make it easier on students who only do this once in their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably for a yeah. lot of kids, right? That it would be easier to figure out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometime between when you guys graduated and when we graduated, they figured out a system. That's right. Or at least some colleges did right. to help right. the some students. Some colleges did, right. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a long time between when we graduated and when you did. A few years. <laughs> but if you think about it, too, the teaching staff, the professors, wear very different clothing from the students. Right. To, robes. They're and... robes, but they have, like... Oddly put together coloration on yes. the robes. The hats, hats. the hats that they wear are actually older than the mortarboard hats that oh. we wear. The hats that they wear are sort of more in the old um, Italian Beretta style, which is oh. sort of 15th century, and the mortarboard came after that. You're right that they all kind of look 15th century-ish when you look at them up on the stage right. or when mm-hmm. they come in. Right, and that, the mortarboard, it's interesting because there's not much that's very clear on where the square design comes from. Some people say that it comes from the shape of a book, which is supposed to denote intelligence. Um, Except there aren't tons of square books. Because... We're rectangular. <laughs> well, right, and wearing a book on your head right? <laughs> seems very... You're very balanced. Intelligent, right. Yeah. I found one thing that said that it might be meant to represent... The shape of a quad within the Oxford campus. So another thing that most people, even if they aren't familiar with the music itself, if I say pomp and circumstance, you might not know what that is, but 
most people will know the tune. And connected to graduation. And connected to graduation. Yeah. yeah, very directly. I don't think I've ever heard it anywhere else. <laughs> not, no, no. not playing on the, like, the radio. No. Or We're at a no. wedding. No. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I don't know if there's any way we could play it. We could hum it. No. Very clear what it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that it is. But it was written by a guy named Sir Edward William Elgar, and he had five pieces known as the Pomp and Circumstance Marches. The interesting thing is, as far as I could tell, he didn't have any formal... He was not trained in music. music. So he came up with these things of his own accord. But in 1905, he was invited to Yale... To get an honorary doctorate in music. So at the commencement ceremony, a different song was played, but as an honorific to Elker, they played Pomp and Circumstance as the procession was leaving. It was very popular with them, and shortly after that, big universities began to pick it up. Princeton, Columbia, Rutgers adopted it for the graduation ceremony. So within a decade, it was embraced by a lot of different universities. Today, it is synonymous with the ceremony. And I had read a little bit that that song was actually used in the 1902 coronation of Britain's Edward VII. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, who knew? It was supposed to sound like a royal march. This Sir Edward William Elgar was British, so it was supposed to indicate an up-and-down motion that have this royal tone, but also... Inspiration, but also a tone of sadness to the song. It was referred to as a regal melody, warm tone, colors, and stately tempo that sets an emotional tone. Well, it sure does. Yeah, it does. So, we were talking earlier about the throwing of the caps, too. As soon as I read where it came from, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So, we can thank the Navy for that tradition. Oh, really? Yep. Throwing caps in the air is something that has been very common in the Navy for a very long time. And it started in 1912 at the U.S. Naval Academy's graduation. That was the first year that the graduates were given their officers' caps at the university. So they celebrated by immediately throwing them. (laughs) (laughs) But they didn't throw those. They actually tossed their old headgear up into the air. So other students started hearing about the practice and it took off in the U.S., so funny how it did that, like pumping circumstance, they're throwing up the caps, that it catches on from university to university right. pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, and definitely go check out some of the other traditions. I think those are a few of the, the biggest ones. Just briefly, the long service that we have in the middle, the, the speakers, actually comes from back in, I want to say the 13th century, 13th or 14th century, when they would have a service, a church service in the middle of a graduation ceremony they were much longer back then and because it was an academic setting they were usually also in latin (laughs) (laughs) so so the next time that you're dozing off in one of those graduation (laughs) ceremonies just be glad that it's not three hours long and in latin (laughs) yeah did you guys 
remember who spoke at your ceremonies? No idea. One of the professors who was a speaker, I remember it was one of my psychology professors and I remember he was always very nice everyone liked him and he had a good speech I don't remember the topic but I really enjoyed him so I was happy that he spoke at my graduation ceremony I remember uh the head of the history department spoke at my college ceremony but I don't remember who spoke at the the one with everybody together yeah I mean typically the topics are the future is now make a difference in life enjoy life so, you know, the, the topics are generally optimistic. Hey, you've, this is just the beginning. It's not the end. Right. Those sorts right, of things right. along yeah. the way. I don't remember anybody who actually spoke at most of the ceremonies. They were either mine or that I went to. But mm-hmm. the topics generally follow that path. Yeah. Right. Yeah, give money to the university if you're feeling generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're feeling right. especially optimistic about your future. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 So as you're thinking about graduation and preparing for your graduation ceremony, any parties, there are certainly some things that you want to think about before your graduation ceremony to prepare for the big event. So here are 10 things every senior needs to do before graduation. I got this from the Society19 website. And here are just some like quick tips to make sure, you know, that you're all set. The first one is... Going back to what was previously said, make sure you are academically prepared to graduate. So make sure you have those credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's no harm in having other people check as well. Multiple either times. it's actually smart. Yes, yes. Either going to your college itself and making sure everything is in order, going to a trusted professor, and even some trusted friends, maybe just to kind of add everything up and make sure that your grades are I right. I think for me I had my advisor tell me that not only did I not require a certain class that it said that I required, but he also told me that he'd never heard of that class before. So very last minute, I had to have a discussion with the registrar, the head of my department, about this class and my degree field. And if I hadn't gotten on top of that, I wouldn't have been able to graduate. It's important to realize, I hear this a lot about advisors. You want to check what your advisor's information is. Yeah, because in some schools, your advisor is a part-time activity that they do. They're not a professional advisor. It's like your professor. It's like a professor, and a lot of times they have to do it. Right, and they're required to, but they don't necessarily know all the rules of what it takes to graduate for everybody. Right, right. Right. All the specifics for yeah, all the specifics. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So actually, I know James Madison University actually has a process if you are some credits short like you can still attend the graduation ceremony but you still have to complete certain credits you know a semester or two after like there's just all this stuff that yeah i remember uh, talking to some people that said that they were going to go to the ceremony Mm -hmm. but they weren't done right they still had (laughs) actually a few classes that they needed to do Mm -hmm. okay so the fact that there's a whole system for exactly. this. Exactly. It's disturbing. It is. <laughs> Especially if you're paying that much for college. Right. The fact that they can't figure out. Yeah, exactly. So um, that needs to be fixed for <laughs> anybody who wants to take on that challenge. Not just fixed as in, oh, let's just put something around it so when it happens, no, people fix the know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I mean, to me, it's a benefit to the school that you don't graduate on time. Right. So I don't know who's going to fix it. Right. Well, it's probably <laughs> not, a student. Not the <laughs> So the second thing is to order your cap, gown, and stole, and any tassel, anything else ahead of time. 
right? So as soon as, you know, you'll be getting emails from the school, you know, be on top of that. You don't want to be the one person that shows up without one. Right, or you show up with a blue robe and you're supposed to wear a black robe. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's too big because that's all they had left. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> or too small. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're yeah, six I, feet and you get a small, yeah. that's not good. If you're five feet and you get a large, that's not good. Yeah. I know for me, at least, I didn't have to order mine. They had an area in the stadium that you just went through and you got all of them. You told them your size mm-hmm. as you were going through. Yeah. Which is a very, I think, a very efficient way to yes. do it. It is. It definitely is. So the third suggestion is to update your resume i suggest doing this like even within your junior year and then keep updating it like uh past your summer and then into your senior year and that leads into the fourth suggestion which is to start applying for jobs and internships now as a senior for when you graduate the fifth one is to decide where you want to go after college sometimes people take a trip after their college graduation, I know quite a few people who have done that. You know, if you just want a bit of a break before you go into either your job or applying to a variety of jobs as well. The sixth suggestion is to get your senior pictures taken. Along with um, all the graduation emails, you'll probably already start receiving senior picture emails from your school. So sometimes the schools provide those sort of opportunities Or I know um, there's quite a few students who are very good at taking pictures who you could hire to take pictures for you while they're on campus. Right, which is what you did. That is what I did. Yeah, And And they they turned out very well. Yeah. Number seven is to put in your diploma request. So you will get a fake diploma and it's important to order your diploma after, you know, everything is all set. I know for both of you, I looked on the JMU website multiple times you could find calendars, like mm-hmm. graduation-related key dates right. for things like ordering your gown and you know all those sorts of things you need to do. So that was helpful. But I did it multiple times because sometimes things change right. along the way. Mm-hmm. So that's important to remember. Number eight is to get your grad school application finished if you are going into grad school. Number nine is to start saving. So you have student loans immediately after college. It's almost like getting a mortgage, but without a house. (laughs) Really, as soon as you get into college, you should start saving as much as you can. Yeah. But especially when you're going into your senior year, because you don't know if you're just going instantly into a job or into grad school, if your parents are helping you out or if they're not. That's just some things to think about and to plan ahead. And the tenth thing is to plan the ultimate spring break. Again, this is like on the list. I wouldn't put this very high. But hey, if you want to have one last fun spring break with your friends, go for it. So that was the ten things every senior needs to do before graduation. The next thing to think about is your graduation cap. So it's very popular right now to decorate your graduation cap so that when you walk down and graduate, you can stand out. This particular list comes from the MidwestMermaidOlivia.com. <laughs> okay. And she makes custom graduation caps. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so she actually makes these for people. And she has learned some tips and tricks along the way. So these are hers. So step one is to brainstorm ahead of time. Some people know exactly what they want to decorate their caps like. Some people don't. It could be a theme, it could be a color scheme based on you know, your favorite color, school colors. It could be a quote, it could be an image. I know I've seen various Spongebob 
That's so funny. Graduation caps. I've seen Game of Thrones. I decorated mine based off of, um, forget if it was Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. But it was like the adventure doesn't end or something like that. Step two is to sketch. So sketch it on a blank piece of paper before you put anything onto the cap. This is very important because then, um, you know, you'll figure out what you like and don't like. Step three is supplies and shopping. So after you kind of figure out what you want, you go and get it. Paper, bows, flowers, you know, anything that you want. <laughs> Glue, Hobby Lobby and Michaels are good for these, for all of these. Step four is to make a base for your design. I did not realize this, and this is a very good idea, but her suggestion is to measure the cap, make a base, color the base, and then put it on your cap. You have to be 100% accurate if you just glue onto the cap. This way, if you get it wrong, you can just start over. Nice. The only difficulty is the button in the middle, and she says that for some reason, they never make it directly in the center. It's always a little off. So she always has to measure the cap and see exactly where the button is in order to cut out a little hole for the button. Interesting. That's so funny. Yeah. So that that was a really good tip is what I thought. That is a good tip. Uh, also, she suggested using some cardboard for that base. Right. To give it some... Exactly. Some stability. Yeah. So once you finish and the glue is dry, make sure that, you know, you glue it onto the cap another reason to do this is because on top of the cap it's cloth and it's a little shaky and it's not quite sturdy enough for whatever you put on step five is to decorate put it all together and attach it to your decoration cap which is kind of what i ended with so you know just have fun with that you can probably find a lot of ideas online oh my goodness and pinterest is such a great place to find ideas and pick different things that you like and figure out what you want to do Awesome. So the last one is uh, 10 graduation ceremony tips. So this is during the ceremony. Here are just a few tips for that. So my personal suggestion before we get into this is to check the weather, right? So you already heard that my graduation ceremony was very wet. Cole's graduation ceremony was very hot. So make sure that you check the weather and dress appropriately or bring whatever appropriate supplies. But here are the these tips from myesupervisor.com it's a student blog the first one is to arrive earlier than you need to or than you think you need to you don't know what traffic's going to be like hundreds upon thousands of people are there with their parents so just try to aim for earlier yeah and the ceremonies all overlap with each other too so you aren't going to encounter a normal day at your university or high school right and and just everywhere you need to drive or walk (laughs) is going to take so much longer there's people everywhere yeah Yeah, it's just you just need so much more time and even parking there i mean it took us forever to get to any parking lot right anywhere number two is to write a checklist You won't want to have to stress the day of or the few days before about if you got everything or you don't want to run out of the house for getting your cap or anything else. So just make a list. Make this as least stressful as possible. Number three is to take snacks. And I would suggest even taking a water bottle just in case. Number four, don't forget your charger. You'll be sitting there waiting for a while, so you might as well bring that. Number five is to walk with a change of shoes, especially for those who are wearing high heels. Make sure you bring flats or something, bring a big bag, and switch then when the ceremony starts. 
or before, just before the ceremony starts. Right. Good idea. Number six is to carry minimal stuff. That's another thing. You know, you won't really want to fiddle around with stuff. Number seven is plan a meeting spot ahead of time if you are meeting your friends and going into the graduation ceremony together or if you're meeting your family, plan a spot ahead of time so that there's less confusion, right? So everybody knows where everybody's gonna be. Exactly. Number eight is book a reservation for lunch or dinner. If you know exactly where you wanna be, hundreds and thousands of other people are gonna be (laughs) eating around you, so might as well do that. Take photos with your family and friends. I know for me, our college mascot came out and I was able to take a picture with Duke Dog, which is a lot of fun and, you know, different families and friends took pictures around the campus. So, you know, just take time for that. And number 10 is make sure you enjoy the moment. You know, this is your time to graduate. Congratulations on your accomplishment and achievements and just everything. So just spend time enjoying that. Right. And once the day gets there, Mm -hmm. you've done all your stuff. Right. Once you get to the ceremony, there's nothing else you can do. Nope. So relax and enjoy it. Exactly. Good job. A very fun graduation that I'm going to talk about is one that was well planned. Oh. Very well planned. Mm -hmm. You can almost say... Well choreographed. That's right. It is the graduation scene at the beginning of the movie, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. (laughs) So this is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the sequel to the first Mamma Mia movie. Is indeed. Ah. And it is, dare I say, awesome. (laughs) So this movie was a follow-up to the 2008 movie, Mamma Mia. Mm -hmm. It had musical numbers based on songs from the rock group, ABBA, just mm-hmm. like the first one did. Two of the members of the group were on set and even had cameos in the film. It was the two men, the two Bs. Mm-hmm. I forget what they're exact. I think it's Bjorn and Benny. I think that's what their names were. It was released July 20th, 2018, and it was 114 minutes long. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is both a prequel and a sequel. Mm-hmm. The movie goes back and forth in time to show how relationships forged in the past resonate in the present i found that on several different websites i thought that was hilarious that somebody liked that a lot and it just spread around but (laughs) is it is it a squeakquel it's a (laughs) like alvin and the chip (laughs) (laughs) it is not a squeakquel no okay well that's disappointing yeah the graduation ceremony is a colorful energetic way to kick off a sequel that was 10 years in the making an idea producer judy kramer says was quote-unquote, always in the hemisphere. Here We Go Again goes back and forth between the past where we follow a young Donna and the dynamos, Tanya and Rosie, as she meets and hooks up with all three of Sophie's potential fathers. Yikes. I know, right? And the present day where Sophie tries to honor her mother's legacy by opening a hotel. This is not a good... No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> this, is, this is just a little background. The graduation scene is a flashback of young Donna and her friends who created the girl band named Donna and the Dynamos. It's fun, energetic, and shows the strength and spirit of Donna. Okay. Well, that's a little... I know, so fun, right? All right, so the scene itself is set in New College, Oxford University in 1979. We see a young Donna Sheridan, who is the character originally played by Meryl Streep in 2008's Mamma Mia. In the new film, 
Mamma Mia, here we go again. Donna walks into her graduation ceremony late, going down the aisle in her graduation robe and cap and wearing gold platform boots, which I just love. Just as she sits down, the vice chancellor calls her up to the platform. She was selected by her peers to give the valedictory address, is what the vice chancellor calls it, which is the closing speech of the graduation ceremony. Wow, she was very late. Yes, she was. (laughs) As she goes up onto the platform, the vice chancellor tells her meaningfully, Donna, you will do great things. Donna smiles. Then she goes up to the podium and tells her classmates, this place has taught me so much about friendship, loyalty, love, but most importantly, it's taught me that the best things in life, the very best things, happen unexpectedly. She then launches into her first song and dance sequence, throws off her graduation robe to reveal a fun 70s outfit as her friends, dressed similarly, also in platform boots, dance and sing down the aisle on their way to join Donna on the platform. They sing a riotously fun rendition of When I Kissed the Teacher that includes falling into the crowd. We see a shot of this scene from above that was choreographed beautifully So the three girls are turned before being deposited on the other side of the crowd of students. The three girls, followed by all of their classmates, run outside, go on a bicycle ride through the countryside, stopping at a dock where the singing and dancing continues, culminating in Donna, Tanya, and Rosie jumping off of the dock into the water. The scene freezes with them midair. From an Entertainment Weekly interview with the director, producer, choreographer, and cinematographer, we get some added insight into the graduation ceremony. We meet young Donna at Oxford in 1979 as she turns her graduation into a concert. This is from the Entertainment Weekly. The director said, I wanted to show young Donna as iconoclastic, prepared to shatter conventions and be a rock chick. The funniest thing would be to put her in the stuffiest possible surroundings and then have her shake that up. The producer said that moment had to set up so many elements. She was leaving the university. It set up her friendship with Tanya and Rosie. And it set up the fact that she was slightly rebellious and a bit of a minx from the producer. The choreographer said, I didn't want to make it cute because Donna is a strong woman. I wanted to give it a real strength of movement and show something a little rebellious with the three girls as a unit. So they were trying to then show who she was, who Donna was, but who the three girls were together. The cinematographer said it was shot at Oxford at New College. It had very dark wood and an old English feeling to it. We wanted to give it some life, so we put big lights outside the stained glass windows and shined them through to give the feel of the direction of sunlight coming through. Was there, like, a stuffy British man who spat out his tea when she did something most <laughs> unconventional? <laughs> most unorthodox. That would have been a really funny addition, but no. Not that I saw. <laughs> the director said, this was the most fabulously pompous place we could find. In a good way. Fabulously learned and impressive. It was all the funnier for Lily to rip off her costume and go for it. Which is <laughs> kind of a funny thing to say. Rip off her costume. Her graduation robes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and still in costume. And then in costume. Right. Still wearing things. Right. The cinematographer said, we wanted to give it a certain amount of energy. It wasn't the kind of thing where you just lock the camera down and let them do their thing. We wanted to be very active with the camera, 
move very quickly because they're moving around quickly, trying to follow the action and keep the energy going as much as possible. From the producer, it was setting the tone for those women and where they were going to go. Oxford could allow the director to bring all of that into the song. So as we see, there's a lot more to this graduation ceremony than just the obvious. So next, Donna, Tanya, and Rosie strip off their graduation robes to reveal their Donna and the Dynamos get-ups, including their platform boots and bell-bottoms. So the producer said that's Abba's Bjorn as one of the professors. The row right behind in the red robes are all former Mamma Mia stage actors, some of the original cast. Groovy. The choreographer said it was like a huge reunion. The great thing about Mamma Mia is we're like family. They came in with great spirit and were unbelievably supportive. It was the first thing we filmed. So this the Donna and the Dynamos graduation scene is the first thing they filmed. Donna and the Dynamos leap into the audience and crowd surf in an overhead shot. The choreographer said it was highly, highly choreographed for safety. Unlike real crowd surfing, where the people are moved around by the crowd, the catchers underneath did the move and all the people on the outside stayed still. Underneath each person, we had about five people who were the pivots to move them. If you're looking at the film, you'd never know that. And you wouldn't. I looked. <laughs> so, they, More research, huh? Yeah. They burst from the hall and cycle into the Oxfordshire countryside. So this number concludes with the dynamos dancing on top of a barge before ending with a freeze frame jump into the Cherwell River. Young Tanya said, It's one of my favorite moments of the movie. That freeze frame of the three of us jumping into what's next in our lives. And I love that. Is the, that's, uh, just, that's the culmination. That's the end shot. Of this build up, this graduation, showing who they are and their solidarity as a group of friends. And off they go to the next part of their lives. I love it. Is the barge the size of Gaston? Because in the song, he says he's roughly the size of, of a barge. barge. No, yeah. I think it's larger than Gaston. It's All a, three girls have barge. to. I don't know. He's a pretty big guy. <laughs> I think it's I take his. Barge. I take his word for it. Yes. Well, thank you, Mom. No, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Very fun graduation information from Very everybody. Fun. So and I would recommend watching the entire Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Future festivities for the week of May sixth. May sixth is Beverage Day. May 7th is National Teacher's Day. May 8th is National Receptionist Day. May 9th is Lost Sock Memorial Day. That is hilarious. May 10th is Clean Up Your Room Day. Yay! I don't know who ever put these clean-up days in these holidays. They don't. Mom. This should not be. <laughs> May 11th is National Train Day. <gasps> Sheldon would love that. <laughs> and May, May 12th. <laughs> May 12th is Mother's Day, so don't forget your mother on Mother's Day. There you go. And don't forget, that's the busiest day of the year for restaurants, so <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. tip them well. Tip them well, Anytime. and don't, ex- don't expect to get your food immediately on Mother's <laughs> there you Day. Go. Yeah. Sit and talk to mom. Yep. That's a good idea. So for Randy, Cole, Sydney, and Beth, happy, happy graduation. graduation day.